cruising down the black lot. Now worry about no jackers and I worry about the cops. No, Osiris feeling good cause my pockets filled with knots. And it's not from herbals or supplier racks. I invested in the market making dollars out of stock. You won't find no drugs or no products in my sock. Popo gotta let me go if I'm ever getting knocked. Knockers ain't no reason for the search and procedure. Mr. Officer, please get your hands Nice stick out my face, I, I know it causes seizures Now I don't got a lawyer, but I will strike back Cause in the towns that I'm in, you're different if you're brown or black So much discrimination, even though we populate And see a brother owning something, automatically they hating Sitting back and just plotting, hoping that we selling drugs I'm cruising down the way, cause I'm trying to spread love uh. Always on my grind, everything is fine Sipping on the yak, shorty sipping on the wine As I break it down while I leave, huh? Guide you on my path, you ain't gotta speed. Huh? Mellow be the mood as I blow the smoke. My fitted on low, staring through my lows. A message to the jackets, listen, don't approach. The hammer's always on me, make your movement smooth. I'm, I'm out here trying to do me, I ain't turning up. Nah. Me and my lady friend is cruising, chilling with our cuffs. Yo. She making sure I stay with a refill. <laughs> don't kill my vibe, that's exactly how the beat feels. Exactly. Coppers in my rear view, I ain't tripping though. Nope. Steady as a drive, I ain't slipping, yo. Nope. My license and my range always up the par. Seatboat on it, go around and ride by my car. car. I get the head nod and Mr. Officer. Life, I'm never stuck telling Shorty, turn my music up. Go. Always on my car, everything is fine. Sipping on the act, Shorty, sipping on the wine. Bitch on my dick, she heard that I'm lit. Now she wanna fuck with the team. A couple of bands, it's me and my niggas, and we bout to fuck up the scene. A couple of daddies, we bout to get body. I tell that bitch, pour me some lean. I find them okay, I feel great. Y'all know what I mean. I'm trying to stay out the way. I gotta see another day. Shit, I got moves to make. A little Debbie with the K. Don't worry about me. Look, bitch, I'm fine. The overdose on the way, shit bout to get ludicrous. Move, bitch, get the fuck out the way. When you hear something about me, don't go hit my line. Niggas say you gonna do what? What nigga meet my nine? Y'all niggas got me fucked up. Y'all niggas gonna get fucked up. Okay, okay. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Okay, okay. Stop hitting my line. Stop hitting my line. Okay, okay. I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Okay. Okay, so much going on. Hey, I'm trying to stay out the way. Hey, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Okay, okay. Stop hitting my line. Stop hitting my line. Okay, okay. I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Okay, 
okay? So much going on, hey. I'm trying to stay out the way. You not worry about me. Bitch, I'm a boss. You make a choice. Make sure you run it by me. I got some killers. They gunning for me. They gunning for me. Bitch, do you not understand me? I be getting money, taking care of the family. High as a kite. I don't care about landing. I don't care about landing. I'm on a whole nother planet. I only came here for damage. Please do not worry about me. These niggas, they worry about me. Please get this shovel. They say my flow hot like the devil. They say that I'm twisted like metal, but I'm just uplifting the ghetto. I'm okay, but I could do better. Okay. Okay. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Okay. Okay. Stop hitting my line. Stop hitting my line. Okay. Okay. I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Okay. Okay, so much going on. Hey, I'm trying to stay out the way. Hey, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Okay, okay, stop hitting my line. Stop hitting my line. Okay, okay, I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Okay, okay, so much going on. Hey, I'm trying to stay out the way. Hey. Check, one, two, one, two, uh, mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two, mic check, one, two, one, two. What you doing, daddy? Rose gold focus, gone loco in the lotus, mid-sorcerer supreme, heating up that hocus pocus. Otis told me watch the throne, I stole it, he didn't notice, potent passion made me vote it, then I fed it to the rodents. Get your guap up, niggas worried about followers, niggas shut them bots up. I'm seagull with the rock, with the blades made to chop guts, insane rap, I push your brain back. All these lame tracks, kick trash rappers on train tracks. Came back, rolling with the Undertaker. The gold amulet wearer, medallions bigger than Paul Bearer. Some tried, but they couldn't manage to stop a juggernaut from doing damage. Put away your weak cannons, cigar in one hand, cognac in the other. Skip Bayless, mouth jamming, a nigga feeling like young Shannon. I the sun, gonna show you how it's done. From the 201 Jersey City slums, come and get some. Check, I take shots, you take notes. I count cash, you count votes. We ain't the same. I take shots, you need chasers. I'm shirtless, drunk as hell in a blazer. We ain't the same. I take shots, you take notes. I count cash, you count votes. We ain't the same. I take shots, you need chasers. I'm shirtless, drunk as hell in a blazer. Uh, sneaky niggas tiptoe, my council surround you. Trey pound you, body parts in different zip codes, lip pose. A nigga bust a rhyme cause rampage You see a split star should've signed me to flip mode uh, I be in Journal Square I'm in the hood and you never there You downtown with the yuppies where them niggas scared Real Jersey City shit, y'all know what it is 07306 Storms Avenues, fact is You niggas need some more practice Spar with the fire god, I promise we can get this match lit COVID out, but my flow sicker All my homies alive and well Ain't no need for us to waste liquor You got flows, but you ain't got these Did the show with Piss All out in Harlem we forgot to cop a top tease Bring slaughter to your mother, father, daughter One order, you guys smell like magic carp When it's out of water I'm too black, intergalactic, moon rap Medieval music, bringing doom to the boom bap Who that in the group chat That'll make your eye blue black On the boot tat that'll shoot back In the middle of your do-rag Stupid, it ain't hard to find me Happy hour with your bitch eating edamame and calamari You couldn't see me in my worst form She said her man insecure, he only fuck with his shirt on Hold on, Big Bobby the fucking truth That nigga slipped off the roof, he fucked around and thought he had the juice You want excellence, I'm the fucking proof You just a fucking goof, I knocked the tartar off your motherfucking tooth Bang bang, praise the bass, got bang dang Student of the Wu-Tang, piss out, Chang gang 
tippy cow. I got swag like booty tang without the slick back. Shit crack. I hundred souls in my backpack, but I could flip them for a fee. And whoever want beef, I could rip them for free. How many times I gotta say, y'all ain't fucking with me? It's like you niggas don't get it. Make the wrong choice, instantly regret it. I meant it if I said it. False idols talking fake truths. Best believe I'm indebted. Uh, you can't get with this. This the wickedest. We pop up at your fucking door like Jehovah Witnesses. Finish him. Shit, I already won. The shit done. You don't believe me? Then go and act sing some. Is that all you've got? Yeah, I mean an ounce, like I got the gout, but my vision fine, and I see the crown, took a different route, and I need a pound, I can't give them out, the savior came to break bread and kick them demons out, I leave your teeth up on your tennis shoes, don't run your mouth, this cold real devout, and I'm kicking it up and I'm bringing the hope and I shine the light on doubt, I'm traveling man trying to rebuild land, gotta lift them up for the workout, open your mind to experiences, hey for yourself as a city is, I know that she can get furious, I know the dreams is proud, I'm lighting sage, burning pages for my family, they burned the house down but never killed the legacy we broke the chains cause they can't break our integrity they want to treat me like my melanin a felony i peep the recipe lobotomy through melodies i peep the recipe uh, i peep the Slay the mic, 
Bad shorty, let me lay the pipe. Life a battle, you can stay a fight. I'm a titan, dummies trying to parlay with the enlightened. Deeper than what I'm writing, we the proof they pray for. Run it up, money spread safely on eight floors. Honey's trying to taste me like dessert, they crave more. My hunger, money based, baby, trying to get cake raw. Till we in the rave car, cruising the page off. They mad brain, work on this time, I'm never laid off. She know the suede soft, talk like a maid boss. We at the party dancing, got some stress to shake off. Best on the east, respected in the streets and booth. That's why I eat, I'm providing the seat. Wax suckers want to chat like they me, it's peace. I'm ahead, 10 steps off the ledge, feeling the breeze. Yeah, hit a stretch life proper. They coming for the dope, I prescribed the mic doctor. Need a little help and you real, I might spot you. Money come and go, but love is all we got, bruh. So I'ma drop though, whenever the fam low. Amsterdam bound, smoking spliffs of Candro. Shouts to my bro, Vinny, letting the plan flow. Hustle like my grandfather owning the land. I'ma let it be known in advance. I'm the coldest every time I lay the pants to the paper, the ink golden. I don't work for nobody. Every time my face showed in the booth, I get paid. Can I'm showing them proving, motherfucker. Yeah. It's not a waste time. Yeah, you think you got it figured out. Hey. <laughs> yeah. What you thought, man? You really here, man. Worldwide shit. Zuby time. Let's go. No one wants the wicked, nor drops a tear. They speaking on my name, make sure you drop them there. Was more loyal to niggas than they were to me. Never switched sides, but now I'm giving back the same energy. A stand-up dude in the eyes of many. Honored the cold, but was left in the cold like a lonely penny. Knowing my worth was more than that. Had to live to accept the reality when I saw the facts. The godfather to your child. Meaning I protect yours like he's mine, but you did me foul. What was the love at when I was up and down? Cause I know I pulled you up when you was falling down Praying for my downfall while standing next to me You told me watch the sneaks in my grass while standing next to me Deception from the ones you least expect It's messed up when the ones that's close to you are a threat Even deeper when it's family Had to turn off my emotions just to gain back my sanity Cain and Abel shit a Judas in my bloodline I guess having the same father meant nothing in crunch time How you leave your older brother hanging but it's my fault, should've known when you left our little brother hanging. All your enemies right now used to be your friends. How ironic, cause your enemy used to be your kin. Name my son after you. Your name tatted on my arm, that's the love I showed you. And this is the respect I get. Money can't buy you love, you can keep that shit. Forgotten loyalty, and this is the respect I get. Money can't buy you love, you can keep that shit. Forgotten loyalty, loyalty.
paper, I flop up and me and my bitch, tight fit. Shoes all white, the forces, what Nelly say. It's for my day one, niggas that hate one. Shit, raise a light like every day, pray worship for a toast. For the guys in the moments, keep it real. You living lies, I'm all here all the time. This shit hit to the time, still on the grind. Hustle all on my mind, niggas stuck on the grind. He did a bid, took his time to the chin, no lie giving. That's my nigga, fuck's missing. I'm cut different, she fuck different, the grid's missing. I'm still drifting, waking up to the birds. Boys are popping, moving birds, so we can keep living. Nowadays it makes sense if the shit add up. My nigga Richard with the fire on the block, that's us. Driveway match us.
why everybody wasn't around me. Could it be the way that the verses sounding came up on the ghetto boys and the underground king toys? I had a throne calling Bridget Brown thing. Pink looked like Rubio when the sun was shining. Known to keep a bad bitch, no niggas beside me. And that finger on the trigger, case niggas is clowning. Not to flex, but to protect my neck like the food tank. Self-preservation is the rule when you do aim. Or get in something more sinister. You gotta be the finisher, make it so the doctors they can't replenish him. Or bring him back to life. Back to reality. Don't get him some hoes, leave it alone. Triple OG status, eight towns, very own. Now party people in the club, it's time to cut a rug. And throw the deuce up in the sky, just for the shutter buzz. I'm double fisted and you empty, you can grab a club. Boy, stop, I'm just playing, let me Haze a lot, hazy eyed, understand my kind is rare. No more bad news, dog. My mind's there like. Yeah. Smell. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. 
father's face Got my mama skin and mama stare Hazel eyed, hazy eyed Understand my kind is rare No more bad news, dog. My mind's there Like, could've been anywhere But shit was getting heavy here When all you got is your word and your sack Did your school, cause what we learning ain't black Hopped on my obstacles like track Before I hopped on the track and got busy Yo, it's like I got errands to run One to one, cause we ain't sparing them none Me and Tom Ray sharing the blunt We went half on the gas Till this day I'll give that nigga my last That's how I'm built, ass drip The last nigga left of a breed Dying, breed fire, we gotta do better That's what they all say Police challenging black men in the arms race I bet we win in the end But who's waiting? If it's danger, put their soul in the wind Was floor level till I rose up again You might bend a little Baby, but don't break in the end You might win, it all depends on your body And how you coming, nigga, break them again Just for my niggas that be using they pen To dodge the pen I had to kill them with the rhythm I got Where I'm floating, leave them stiff in the box Suit and tie like JT, long with Jay-Z Cause ho was the god Not for the rats, but for the shit that he taught Can be black from anywhere, make it everywhere We tell stories you can't relate to You was never there When we was everywhere When love was everything we had it all at the tips of our feet The hand we dealt made them read them and weep Nigga, yeah So if you tell me something, tell me something good No more bad news, my nigga, I can't take it Nigga, I can't take So if you tell me something, tell me something good I can't take it No more bad news, my nigga, I can't take it I can't. We've been through hell and back, my nigga. I thought you knew. Thought you knew. Thought you knew. My nigga, I thought you knew. Just no more bad news, my nigga. I can't take it. No more bad news, my nigga. I can't take it. Can't. So long a coward can front like a brave man Stupid niggas go and spend 11 if they made 10 Try to block the guard in my home invader, I break in No break, gold gas pedal Ping pong and memories of how I made a big bowl down my last pebble Rebel, folding bread like a pretzel Kids skip steps, scrap, I excelled at every level Send a coin, get the track, and hope the package get through Everything you do in your life is a chess move Nothing like me, I'm a one-to-one before I'm done, I cash out, get a gain of my son Before you shoot, take aim with the gun Keep your brain fully focused on the Fetty Cause they hate you for fun Nothing like me, I'm a one-to-one Before I'm done, I cash out, get a gain of my son Before you shoot, take aim with the gun Keep your brain fully focused on the Fetty Cause they hate you for fun Fuck you know about me
think about the fact that he's come back to New York? Do you feel he's coming back as a criminal? I think he's a good man. I think he's a good man. places my ptsd got me acting up my therapist is praying i don't wrap it up had thoughts of suicide suicidal thoughts ready to die like biggie i was feeling lost feeling like i couldn't trust the world when shit got real only gangster was my girl harsh reality to face each and every day my mom's on the phone telling me she don't understand that pain brings hate wish she understood it made me lose my faith when I was young, I used to hear voices. Now I'm old and still hearing voices. When I was a child, I heard voices. Some would sing and some would scream. When I was a child, I heard voices. Some would sing and some would scream. There's voices in my head. I don't wanna listen to it. I'm avoiding what it says. It's poisonous if it spreads. Your boy is just on the ledge. Keeps telling me to jump, but I don't wanna fall, so I just block the noises out instead. What will my little girl and my boys do if I'm dead? It's apparent that I'm their most reliable parent. These ain't lies that you hearing. I be hyper coherent. Not sure if some of this information I should be sharing. No, I'm never drunk before I drive and do errands, but at night I'm sipping this drink, sometimes crying and swearing, abusing only myself. See, punching bags in the mirror. Breaking this glass for good, that's what I'm scared of I have to be clearer, my head is cloudy While I battle these terrors, I'll be so sad My depression won't allow me to cheer up They tell me write about it, get it off your chest Cause it's useful, I'm tired of rhyming Describing all my stress like I used to Yet I hear it still I was a child, I heard Episode 63. I'm here with rapper, entrepreneur, radio host, now podcaster, fresh off the release of his new album, Seventh Day Therapy, fresh off the newly launching his podcast, the revival of True Talk Sessions. I got Rod Grizz on the show. How you doing, sir? 
What's good? What's good? Charlie said the revival. I like that. Yeah, 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 man. So man, yeah. how, so man, look, how's the reception been for Seventh Day Therapy so far, man? Uh, surprisingly good, and also not surprisingly, but uh, I'm, I'm like 50 50 surprised. It's like I'm not surprised because of the people that do stay in tune with me and was looking like to hear what I had to say. Then I am surprised by the people that is taking notice with me not even promoting it like that or nothing because it was just me. It was just me wanting to put it out there to vent, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like a diary, you know what right. I mean? So, uh, yeah, so it was like, now 50% of me is surprised because like, oh, people is finding it and tapping in. I'm like, oh, wow, you know what I mean? Like, good, good. to do more music, so, you know. So I want to like take it back a little bit, man. I want to know like, what got you into music in the first place? Um hip-hop hip-hop first uh because you said music so yeah, yeah hip, but hip-hop caught my attention first before anything like growing up in the household anybody hearing music playing and everything it was like all right it's music playing it's like watching tv but hip-hop made me sit down and like be fascinated you know and, and take interest and um when i was when i was like i um, think in junior high school uh, my older cousins, the first hip hop tape was um, Kumo D. My older cousins was like break dance, break dances and stuff. Like they was in movies like B Street and everything. You know what I mean? Like they was part of that world. But before that though, they used to be playing this tape all the time. When I was a little kid of Kumo D, and it was the Wild Wild West song. So I used to just like when they would leave the house, I would just keep winding that tape back to that song. I don't know what it was. Like, I was just fascinated that he made a story up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he put it in rap. Right. Who grabbed me first and shit. But my favorite, um, what made me want to do rap was, like, hearing G-Rap and hearing Redman. Like, those two, really, like, G-Rap and Redman. G-Rap was first. Then it was Redman. You know what I mean? That made me, like, oh, like, I want to do music. Word. So like, you know, growing up, you know, in the household, because I know you of Caribbean descent, man. Uh, what was you listening to growing up? Shout out to Barbados. Mm-hmm. That, that is, and that came with the, even, I think even if I wasn't, it came with the territory growing up in Brooklyn, in Flatfish. Because all, all in Brooklyn is like Caribbean heavy. You know what I mean? All the Caribbean people come to Brooklyn when they move to New York, like, they be in New York heavy, but majority of them ones are from Jamaica and Barbados and Trinidad, all that. Some reason end up in Brooklyn. So I think even if I wasn't, if that wasn't my background, I still would have been heavy influenced by the music um, because of the surroundings, the environment. You know what I mean? Like everything out there when I was growing up, you heard every kind of music from all nationalities. So I think that tapped me in tune with that as well. But um, my grandmas didn't never. Uh, participate in any of the music from our country. Damn. For a while, I didn't even know I was Bayesian until I was old enough to understand. <laughs> and I, my, my father was like, yeah, like, this, this is who we are. And I'm like, I'm going back to my grandma's. I'm like, yo, why I never seen no signs of it in a house or nothing? And then she pulled out like a bottle of hot sauce. She said, this bottle of hot sauce that Save Barbados has been sitting on this table in this kitchen for years. None of y'all never touched it. Y'all said it's too hot. I'm like, that must let me know we from Barbados. Like, <laughs> I've never told that story before. That's weird, but yeah. So, 
Have you know? been to Have you been to Barbados? One time, yeah, mm. just one time, yeah, yeah. And right. she made the business to, uh, you know, make sure people tapped in. You know what I mean? And it, it was crazy because it's really my grandfather, and she married my grandfather. He, it's really all in his side of family that's deeply rooted in Barbados. But you know, she just never showed no signs of it. They never let us know. Like, so I got older, my, my, my pops and everybody was telling us. And it was weird because it was like, damn, no wonder why I was taken so into the Caribbean music. You know what I mean? Like, without even being around a broken language in the household, out in the streets, I adapted to the broken language right away. Like, I could speak it right away. It wasn't hard. It wasn't hard for me to understand. Opposed to other kids that I grew up with, you know what I mean? That was from America. They family from America and everything. And they really couldn't understand it. But... It was easy for me, so I, I never understood why until I, I found out, like, yo, why? Nobody never told us we from Barbados. All my cousins was bugging over that, too. Like, yeah, we really, we really Asian? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, what do you think our last name is? I'm like, oh, wow, you right. So. <laughs> Shit, man. So, yo, man, you've been in the game for a while. You traveled many places. What place can you say honed your artistry as an artist? What place home on auditory as an artist? Yeah. Because uh, you, you've been traveling. You know, you've been to Detroit. I know you've been to Michigan. Is, they... Michigan, is def- yeah, Michigan is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Virginia. Mm. Yeah, Virginia, Michigan. Virginia was heavy out there a few times, too. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I did, I did like two shows out there before. Back in 2010, when the um when, when we dropped our first independent album in 2010, I did like I, I was called out there for two shows in 2010 when the album dropped. So it was interesting to see the fan base out there. But yeah, Michigan and Virginia. Um, right now I'm I'm discovering right now with this project, Texas, um, overseas, which is like dope too. Like a lot of countries overseas too. I'm seeing too. But uh, from what you said back in the days, back in the days it was Michigan and Virginia. Michigan first though. Word. So at that what, time you had. Hold on. Um, okay. You know what's weird about that? Right, go ahead. Being from Brooklyn, I gotta say Brooklyn too. Being from Brooklyn, like it was always a conflict because when I moved to Jersey, it was like my mindset was locked on. You represent where you live. So I always was doing that. I felt like I got accepted more in Brooklyn from where I was from than Jersey. And it was weird because I was thinking about it this past month. Like, people in Brooklyn always mad at me. They used to always be like, why you keep ripping Jersey? You're from Brooklyn. Like, and they are the only, they are the, like, the, the, I'm not even gonna say nine, I'll say 75% because it's still some loyal people in Jersey, but in Brooklyn, like 75%, just throwing a number out there constantly never stop every year wanting music because of the style of music I did and the personality it was from where I was from like the hard the hard music so I don't think I ever got accepted fully in Jersey for that type of music you know what I mean it never bothered me I never no. looked for acceptance in anything I always been who I am yeah so but saying that I gotta go back and say Brooklyn Brooklyn then Michigan and Virginia because it never stopped of people asking like when I stopped doing music, people were still saying, yo, you put something out, you put something out, you put something out. You know what I mean? Like, and even when I did drop, Brooklyn people was reposting it the most. 
So it was, it was wild to me, you know. What so I mean? so like, Brooke, spread love is the Brooklyn way is is, is a real right fucking there. statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The core oh. fan base, fan base is still definitely there. You know what I mean? So good. Which is and it, and I I, I kind of like um out of that came a thought of a project too that I'm doing for Brooklyn. You know what I mean? With a with a producer uh what is it Crazy SP or something like that? I think his name is. He's from Brooklyn, but you live in um. Uh, Florida now. He produces for a rapper named Daryl. I don't know if okay. you ever heard of him. I think I heard yeah. him. Yeah. So Daryl, the guy that produces for Daryl, me and him doing a whole project is going to be called Flappers Brooklyn. Word, that's going to be fire. Yeah, Shit. yeah. So during that time, of course, of your, you know, your, your roles travel, you had a company called Grizzly Bear Entertainment. Uh, during that time of having your own entertainment company, what did you try to put out in the world, what did you learn having your own company at the time? Rhythm Entertainment. Um, I thought I knew a lot back then, so that's weird. And I'm, I'm finding out now, I didn't know as much as I did about business part of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I knew a lot more than a lot of people at that time, I would say. You know what I mean? I used to say back then, um, the only people out in Jersey at that time was Buttons and me with, as far as label and doing something. That was just me talking cocky, but the crazy thing is it was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was like, yo, I'm finding out now years later, there's a lot I didn't know. You know what I mean? But uh, as far as as far as the company, like Rizzy Entertainment, like, it was like when me and Spin came together with the idea, it was because um, I was learning about the, I learned a lot about the independent way in Michigan, the independent business. So I was figuring out, like, trying to figure out if I could just do it on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Do an independent route, go to independent route on the East Coast. Right. That was the whole thing. The whole thing, it was never like to draw attention from a major. It was like to draw attention in general. And uh, again, like I said, I was being cocky. I felt like we was doing a lot, which we really, wind up being we didn't do as much as we could have or did because I think I believe with signing with distribution as an independent label, I believe that's what hurt us. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't probably have signed with distribution. Like to this day right now, uh shout out to Biz the Prince. Like cause I actually got them with him for information because he had to do the same thing. Whereas like even though independent and owning your masters and everything it went through a distribution company, you know what I mean? So back when we did it, streaming was just really starting out. So really right. it was like, yeah, it wasn't like 100 and 200 streaming platforms. It was like two or three or something, you know what I mean? So going back now, wanting to get it pulled down to re-release it or control it in any way is the problem right now. Because it was things we should have did then we weren't aware of. That what was coming now, next? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's hard now. It's like having to get a lawyer and everything. And, and like I said, shout out to Business Prince because uh, I'm actually going through the lawyer that he used to, um, which he used to get his original project down and get control to re-release it, like he just did. But back then, starting out, it was like you know, not to knock. We we still was accomplishing a lot. You know what I mean? Like people would be just to hear the reaction of people saying like, "You did this on your own." 
you did this on your own, you did this on your own. So it was like, just that response was fuel enough to keep doing stuff we was doing. You know what I mean? To go out on independent tours, shows on our own, getting booked out of state and we hitting the road on our own, like everything out of our own pocket. Right. But the business point, like if we were signed to a distribution company that was signed to a distribution company. You know what I mean? So it's like that right there alone was a mistake. And you're not going to tell what the distribution company is, right? One on one distribution. Never heard of them. All right. <laughs> that, that's the other problem. The other problem is now they're no longer active. Oh, they're defunct. But the, but the distribution company, they were them. You feel me? I get so, it. Yeah. So it was a major accomplishment as an independent artist. It felt good. Like, yo, you know, trying to do something on the East Coast. And we are putting money to our own studios, um, you know, and started grabbing artists, you know, trying to give artists that you could come record here. We got a camera shooting video, you know, mm -hmm. giving them that light too. Um, it's something. It's a female artist. Uh, Jay Sass was down with us from Jersey yeah. City. Uh, KR from Jersey City was down with us. Who was with Block Boyu uh, from uh, Screw? That was with K uh, Akon. His company was Black Royal, so wow. uh, he had represented Black Royal. Then he had left, came to uh, Grizzly Entertainment. Um, my brother AQ Israel, and then it was like two other artists we were in talk with, in talks with, at the time before things just started sizzling down and everything. But um, it was a learning process, as anything is. It was a good one. We enjoyed what we did, but looking back at it now. As I said in the beginning, we didn't know as much as we thought we did, you know, as far as the business part. Uh, we learned a lot, but we didn't know as much as we thought we did. Both oh. of us, me and Spin, like Spin is learning stuff now, too, on his own, separate from me, with his uh, things that he's doing right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When we come back to the table now, it's different. My bad, good. Hey, label, label owner, label owner. You know, being that we're both doing this independent shit, now, do you think now that you know that there's better terms into getting distribution, would you think of doing distribution now? No, no, nah. really. Like, if you were able to make the certain terms into a contract, as you know, you got to make some terms your way, like, you know, yeah. Make, like, yeah, I want to be on the top of the fucking Spotify thing when when two thursday comes and shit when friday comes and shit like that like i want i want eyes to really see my product like that is what i'm looking for in terms of distribution if you can get that far that's the thing but yeah. um i'm not gonna have we own my damn shit that's yeah. just not happening like i'm just looking for you to do a service for is what that... for, for what you're saying you can hear me yeah all right, for, for what you're saying, I got to separate it. Now, as you said, I answered the I answered the first way as me, but you said as a label. Yeah. For what you're saying, yeah, if I would do it for if down the road I decided to go back to the way of having artists, yeah, I would do it for them. Yeah. For me, I don't really care to do it because I'm like, I'm years removed. So it wasn't a plan for me to come back to music. It just happened. For right. me, I always loved. I always loved music. I always kept writing. This wasn't. You know what I mean? I know. You can hear me? I can hear you still. We just got. Oh, uh, hold on. All right. Hey, y'all, made you back, yo.
I'll hit you back. Give me like uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. They keep calling on video. My bad. So, um, yeah, for, for label rights, I would do it just for the artist aspect, for the artist. But me, I am, I, I'm still good. Like, I'm good because. You got, you got love. You got love already. Shit. My bad. Shit. So you got, you hear me? I hear you. Hold on, hold on. I got All you. Right. All right. Shit, you got it? Yeah. Hold on, right. hold on. Yeah. All right. Got me right. Yeah, I got you. Got right, so yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah, uh, I forgot. I got my videos connected to every device, and when I get a call, that's it. Oh, it's look, coming man, through. I, look, look, I'm getting used to this whole having all these Apple products in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but my, yeah, um, yeah, you you were right about that. Yeah, I would do it just for that, but yeah, not for myself. I wouldn't do it for myself because I don't, I don't. I'm not looking to get nothing out of it right now. I'm just, yeah. I'm doing it because it was actually people tuning in, like, and it's therapy. It is therapy. You know what I mean? Music is, it is therapy for me right now. I mean, music is therapy for a lot of people, but it is therapy. Right. And the producers hitting me up after hearing the project, it, it means a lot too. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I get to be who I am now. As far as, before I feel like in the past, with the project that we put out independent, I still wasn't uh, truly who I was as an artist. You know what I mean? I always liked the hard stuff. I feel like I was like trying to be an artist that catered to different avenues and I don't think I was successful at it with the songs I was recording. Like I think I was just trying to touch everything at the time, experimenting. And for a first project independently, I don't think I should have experimented. I think I should have stuck to the core of who I was with the hard shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or expand yeah. or expand upon it, man. Like, you know, change the sound up a little bit. Like it like this this shit has been expanded upon in the most craziest ways for all these new artists like Flea Lord, your um your Drew, Fahim, Tommy. Yeah. Like yeah. this hard shit has evolved and now it's it's has a following that's that's beyond its years. You got motherfuckers selling albums for four hundred dollars and shit and niggas is buying. This this shit this shit has this shit this shit has evolved. The and vinyl and the tape, the see how the vinyls and the tapes do is yeah. amazing. Yeah. But but it but it says a lot about the fan base. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know but it also sells the fan, it also shows the fan base exists. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid to do this type of shit because they don't feel the fan base exists. The fan base has always existed. It's that we didn't give them the option to have that. <laughs> so, you know. That's how I feel. Like, if, that, if that's what comes out of this, then guess what's up? You know what I mean? I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, I'm being told to do it for that because they say it is dead. So, the people around me. So, I'm going to see, test the waters. But, you know, I, I'll be satisfied if that's what comes out. I wouldn't look to do nothing beyond it, like sign distribution or some shit. Like, I, I'd rather stay like this. You know what I mean? So, um, right. but yeah, 
So you had a radio show on 15 minutes if you called True Talk Sessions. Now it's revived as a podcast. So what got you into being a radio host, man? I laughed because I just saw yesterday at your profile picture on Facebook. Oh, that's good. They logo in the background. I was like, yo, I got to hit him up. So I Bro, it was a one-time thing, and um, I think I'm going to keep it as a one-time I, thing. I know that, you know, but the fact that you made it your profile picture was like, yo, this dude. Nah, yeah, look, yeah, look, no. look, look, bro, I was on a run. <laughs> I apologize. Listen, question again. Go. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you had a 15, had a radio show, 15 minutes of fame, called True Talk Sessions, which is now revived as a podcast. What yeah. got you into being a radio host? A uh, crazy, crazy story that relates still back to music. Okay. So on the, with the independent album, uh, Make sure I don't show the logo. They didn't catch your check. Can't show the logo. Yeah. So, uh, when the album came out, so independently, I did like uh, a, a a large amount of radio, like far as internet and college interviews. Every state we went to to perform. And if we didn't perform, we actually would travel out like it was a show to go to a college, to go do a college radio interview, like for real. So um, that's how it came about 15 Minutes of Fame. I never knew of them until they hit me up to come do an interview mm. off of uh, Facebook and went the end of the interview. And after doing the interview, it was like, I was always, when they was telling me, like, I was never an internet person. So... Behind the scenes, the team was like, yo, I never had a Facebook either until, you know, we, we was getting ready to do the music, drop the album. And it was like, yo, you gotta, you know, you gotta be more interactive with people to try to generate, you know, some type of traction and stuff, this and that, boom, boom, boom. So I started doing a true talk session post, like. Yeah. And I would post things, just random thoughts and put a true talk session. So when I did the interview at 15 Minutes of Fame, they brought that up. So we was talking about it, and like it ended up being I wound up. I, it felt like I was interviewed instead of being a person interviewing, being interviewed. You know what I mean? So when we left, it was like it was offered to me. It was like, "Yo, you ever thought about doing a show?" And I'm like, "Nah, I never did." You know what I mean? Like I'm going to these all these spots, and I'm naturally just being this person, interacting with people on a show, and it was like I was sitting there being an interviewer with them instead mm-hmm. of being interviewed, you feel me? So I didn't pay attention. I was doing it was naturally. And they offered me a show. You know what I mean? I was like, so then I was like, right, I was trying to think about what type of show would I do? And then came back to the True Talk session post because people was reacting to it, which is weird because the story within that, not to get away too far, but the story within that, when I pulled away from social media and stopped doing the post and everything, years later, clicking on the hashtag, found out that there was an individual still individual or many of them, whoever they were, who had this group page, True Talk Session group Facebook page that was still in my post. And, you know, me not being in tune with marketing and getting that stuff from Facebook because I wasn't caring about a post. These people were making money off my post. So there's a face. I don't know if it still exists, but every post I went through for like an hour just sitting there reading, every post every day was reposted in there. 
as it was theirs, and it was getting like 40,000 likes and comments. Like, shit like that. I'm like, I got five, what, what they let us find? 5,000 followers on Facebook? I'm, I'm getting 100. You know what I mean? I ain't getting no 40,000, 50,000, so get, get away from that. But the post was like that inspirational to people that I said, I'm going to turn True Talk Session posts into a show. So then I incorporated the music part with bringing artists on because I felt like I want to still stay dedicated to the art form of music somehow. So I'm like, I can give independent artists a platform that I was introduced to while I was doing the same thing, being an independent artist, up and on, up and coming artist. So, and that's how the show came about going to 15 Minutes of Fame was because uh, I did an interview there as an artist. You know what I mean? Right. And, yeah. Hell, so um, you've interviewed a lot of people. A lot of people, some and some and some and some notable people too. Uh, uh, so, what would be considered your best, in your opinion, your best interview, and what is your worst interview? Uh, shout out to Heavy Bag too, because he just too a lot of this stuff you're saying. This is recently like last month. He texted me and was like, "Yo, this a random giving you your flowers." When I'm sitting here engineering, going back through stuff, you did a lot of interviews here. He was like, you brought a lot of attention. He's like, you had a lot of artists, like good artists come through. And I'm like, nah, I appreciate that. He's like, nah, for real, like, you need your flowers. I'm like, nah, I appreciate it. I mean, so it's weird you just said that. He just said that last month, like, yo. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't know what I would say if I had a worse enemy. Because um, when there's been artists who weren't capable of doing an interview, or didn't have a lot of independent artists anyway are not going to have the right, uh, you know, help or something with how to do an interview. You know what I mean? Like a lot of artists aren't, but it would be those I would say would be would have been the worst, but they weren't the worst because I sat and held their hand and walked them through an interview. You know what I mean? Like I had, um, we had Young and May in the beginning where she basically what it was that the manager came to me and said, Look, um, because actually, the manager reached out to me. I reached out for her. I reached out for Young and May because of my homegirls in Brooklyn. Shout out to the gay community. You know, they gay. And she like, yo, Rod, the chick we need to check out. Now nah, you got me. Listen, this day and age, got to say things the right way. You know what I mean? So um, she reached out to me. It was like, this chick we need to check out in Brooklyn. And she was uh, freestyling over the, I think, Chief Key from one of them. It was a beat from, from somewhere else. It wasn't from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I watched it, and from the rip, I'm like, yo, she dope. So I reached out to get her on for the show, and the manager hit me. So it wasn't right away. We were working behind the scenes, and she actually wound up signing to Duck Down for a promotion, not to on a label, because back then, everybody switched and signed to Duck Down. It was for promotion. So he came to me, was like, yo, I want to bring on the show, the interview. Can you help me? You know what I mean? Get her prepared because they're going to bring her to 97. She's never done any of you. So it was already, I knew if people go back to it, they'll see from the first to the second interview. First interview, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm walking her through it. But this was what she was brought to me for to prepare her for an interview. So we actually did it live instead of behind the scenes. I interviewed her. And I walked her through the question. So, so you out here being preparatory school for fucking hot ninety seven out here? It definitely no, definitely it definitely wasn't like not even 
not even trying to be on no corniness. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, uh, it definitely was that. And then we, about five, six months later, if you go back and look at the second interview she did, which was us revisiting because things were happening so fast, where she's at now, she said, and I actually say it in the interview, I say it, I was straight, because true talk session, you see the difference in you now. Like, she sat there with the calmness, no nervousness, and bugging out and doing, you know what I mean? So it was like that quick. That's because I always, that's why I said I always saw it in her. Like, I saw she was going to be where she was now. And coming from where we come from in our culture, we hadn't had any successful hip-hop female artists that were gay in years. You know what I mean? We looking at the time we is in now, like, people would be like, she wasn't about to blow. They wasn't seeing it. Some reason yeah. I felt, now I mean, I'm like, nah, she about to, she gonna she gonna do it. She gonna crack that door open again, but she did. So that, no way. So I'll say that was my best. My that was my that would have been the worst interview, but because of what we did with it and what it was for, it's is, is one of the best interviews. And I have more than one. You know what I mean? So it's like any artist who wasn't trained or wasn't aware with how to do an interview could have been labeled the worst. But I wouldn't say because I wouldn't do it. And I had many of good ones. I can't even say it was one, one, just one. You know what I mean? Like, Word. it's artists. You know, it felt good doing that show. It was like, I mean, I went on a strong run. And I was interviewing a lot of uh, well-known and people that was, like, doing stuff from, like, being on TV and everything. And then we went to South by Southwest. And I saw every artist I had interviewed that year leading up to South by Southwest out there. That was that was like, all right, this is dope. You know what I mean? And then them seeing me was like, Good. yo, he's serious. He's serious about this. So yeah, yeah. Shit. So you started um oh man, I almost forgot over this question. I bet uh, you want one shot? One shot? Oh, nah, issue. man, nah, we can't do that through the digital, man. Yeah, it is, my man. <laughs> Shit. So, so since you revived the show as a podcast, you seem to be approaching it more differently. It's more of you reflecting on your opinions that you have on certain topics. Now, how you compare this iteration of True Tell Sessions to the one that you used to have? Um, we just did a show this week. We recorded for it. And the show that we did is, uh, I did it with three other people, four other people or something. We call them the group sessions. But um, what it was is that uh, I went back to the old format of when I first started True Talk Session, I had co-hosts. So I wanted to do that just to go back to it. I'm, I decided I'm going to do it once a month. But um, the difference is I wasn't as personal back then. I wasn't as social either back then. I ain't really focused on uh, topics of today, you know, we're in the world rather, um, you know, such as people dealing with mental health, relationships, love, life, it's anything, challenging situations. I ain't do none of that. True talk sessions. My posts were about stuff like that, but when I did the show, I made it about the artist. So I, I turned, we would have conversations like that but it would be about me asking the artist more or less of me being open to the world about me. Right. So I think that's the difference now. I'm more open now, going through the, the things that I've gone through in life as a in life as a recently has made me more uh, open to things, more vulnerable. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? More aware, more aware of stuff too. You know, I, I mean, even with, before me going through it, 
like I think not being religions, you know, what I mean, not being too in religion stuff, but uh, if if people believe in God or not, I think God did all this for a reason because it was like leading up to me dealing with the stuff I was dealing with. I also had people in my life that started dealing with mental health issues. So it made me be from a person who used to be like on some wall up, like, oh, this be tough, tough it up, this and that. You need a therapist yeah. for this for, you know what I mean? Which was yeah. ignorant. But I was with the person that was so strong with a wall up and being that wall for everybody that that's how I looked at it. And then until it got close to home of two individuals and I had to be hands-on with them when I was like, nah, you know what I mean? This is real, and it's, it's real. Seeing it firsthand, like, wow. You know what I mean? Take, take, take a step back, and then you fast forward to me going through trying times and me going through it. I started, like, trying to look for an opening and outlet to vent, holding so much in. And it was like, I was told to go back to writing. So I went back to writing. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're getting too far. The difference of both right now is that that is that I'm more personal now, mm-hmm. and those type of things. You know, what I mean, I, I'm more open to stuff. You know, I, I always said it's like this: the conversations I have with individuals one on one, I can just say it and let the world, you know, what I mean, tune into it. Opposed to back then, I wasn't doing that. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, I'm only focusing on an artist and letting them open up, getting them to open up. I should say. You know what I mean? So that's the difference. My bad before I jump too far. <laughs> so now you caught my bad. Y'all get caught up. My bad. Go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead, it's go good. Ahead. It's good. It's good. Cause now we get, we getting a little bit deeper into this shit. Um. Yeah. So before, after, um, you had um Grizzly Bear Entertainment, you rebranded into Gang Grizzly, and when you started this rebrand, you brought on Louis Ave, his group Scheme, and uh, Lavish J. Um, AQ Israel was still a part of the group. We had, I think, you had another artist. I forgot the other man's name. Um, but what put you onto Louis Ave as an artist? Lib Lib was another artist. Lib, that's 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 his name. That's it. Lib, the Lib. He coming home soon. Oh, he, he been locked up for a long time. Okay, that's actually my, that's actually my cousin. That's oh, my cousin. yeah, uh, Michigan. Okay. So like when you, yeah, yeah, yeah. how did you how you get into him as an artist? I know I heard it was during the two hundred one the movement days. You yes. you you was tapped into what he was doing, but he wasn't kind of doing anything during that time. Two hundred one the movement for people tuning in who don't know was a Facebook group that was dedicated to Jersey City artists. So that's the area code two hundred one, and um. Why, and it was a dope idea too. Um, yeah. The crazy thing is, there's people that get credit for it, and then there's some people that don't get credit for it. Like it was some people who are not social media people, who chose not to be online, who actually were part of creating two on the movement and the idea, you know. And I had I had good relations with those people through uh, color schemes in life, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> so I always knew of that behind the scenes, though, you know. But uh, shout out to the people who were getting credit for it that were part of creating it as well. So while this was going on, touring a movement, uh, which was a dope idea, and it was brought to the table as bringing all different entities together. So we were brought to the table as really with the team. 
then a personal situation in life, which was, I believe it was my mother, either my mother or my brother, one of the two, um, were hurt. Uh, it was my brother, AQ Israel. So he was hit by a car and he went through a lot of traumatizing situation in the hospital. So while he was going through it, I came out to Michigan to be by his side. And while I was here, I was still taking note and watching back there what was going on tour when the movement. And which, again, it was dope because it brought attention to a lot of artists I was not aware of, you know what I mean? And Bluey was one of them. So me sitting back thinking different, when we were doing what we were doing, a lot of artists were being brought to my attention, which is dope because a lot of people aren't aware of that. I never told people. There were a lot of people in the street doing things that were bringing artists to me. Like, Rod, can you help them? Or this, this and that, boom, boom. Like, you know. And to them, like I said, I learned now, we weren't doing as much as we thought we was, but we were doing a lot more than people were. So yep. all these artists that were being brought to me was always the same. You know what I mean? I'm like, everybody, you know, street, this and that, you know. You want, you want something different. So, and it's not necessarily that I was looking for it, though. It's just me being who I am at the time. That's what drew me into something different. And when I came across Lou. So I brought Lou to spin attention. And then I came back, I think for a week to Jersey. Cause my brother was like gonna be released from the hospital after like a couple of months and like 10 surgeries. He's gonna be released in oh, the man. reef of the system. And so I said, All right, I'm gonna go back to Jersey, handle some business, everything, and then come back when he get out. And when I went back, I told Spinner about Lou. He went to Louie's house and met him in person. You know what I mean? And uh, sat down and told Lou, like, look, we, we ain't no major label, this and that. I see what you're doing, but um, just to help you, free studio we got, video, you know, get you out there more, you and your boys and everything. And that's, that's exactly what we did. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I, I, I just wanted his name to be known in Jersey alone. That's how I felt. Like, after that, you, could, you do what you want to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and if something yeah. comes out of it down the line, that's dope. But I always looked at him and I told, this is the words I told Spin. I said to Spin, to me, Louis was a Drake and Kendrick and J. Cole. I said he was in their type of lane. I saw it way back then. You know what I mean? So I'll be laughing now when people be taking notes to him now, taking notes now, like looking like, oh, wow. I'm like, I've been to this. Like, so him him being who he was, he just was, you know, he wasn't a wannabe. No. He wasn't trying to be something he wasn't. I mean, seeing that he was having a son that what he was dealing with in his personal situation too, you know what I mean? As a young father, like his characteristics he spoke to me. Mm -hmm. I looked at him, but I, that's like a brother, I ain't even a friend. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, yo, he his characteristics he spoke to me. He humble. I mean, he he being he being Humble with aggression now. Yeah, let's like, be real here. Yeah. <laughs> That's my nigga, but let's, yeah. let's be all real here. No, he he he's a much more he has, he's a smart aggression. I'll give it that. Yeah, he, he, he's not gonna use it in the he's not gonna use it in the wrong place. He's not gonna use it in the wrong place. He's gonna use it in the right place. That's yeah. that's where it is. You know, it gotta be worth it yeah. at the end. Like, cause you gotta understand with the situation that he has. You know that that his child depends on him. You can't, exactly. you can't, you can't, 
you can't throw it all away for something that's pathetic and stupid. You can't, you can't do that at all. So that's why I commend him for like, you know, when we had our conversation outside the studio, we was like, you know, I never thought of him as being an aggressive person because he's always calm, always looking at the conversation, everything was all chill. So if he ever did something out of the character, it would be kind of weird to me. But I wouldn't put it past him because we all got that. You know, we all we all have these 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 um things that you know some people don't think you are, but you know, for him to like really say how he really feels about certain things is like it always confirmed the, the characteristics that you already had. Yeah. So so I always so that's why I got nothing but love for that dude. Yeah. Um so it's good to see it's good to see an artist that really is who they are though. Yeah. That was what was it was refreshing then. Mm-hmm. It's even more refreshing now in the times now. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. So y'all guys went on a fucking run. Y'all had Louis debut project, soul debut project, scheme project, crazy horse project. Like a lot of singles, then you dropped aggression. You performed, you, you even performed that shit at the gym show. It was a, it was a fire record. Yeah. Then, then. I forgot about that. Yeah, you then. Like, that. I forgot I did that there. Then you had Sean Price, the late great Sean Price, Rockefeller Celta on the remix. How did that come about? Bad. Um, shout out to Fire Trees, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, everything's a dope story. I'm not told none of this stuff that I'm telling you. This is weird. It ain't been planned. That's dope. That's dope. You're dope. You're dope. <laughs> you're dope. I know. This is how I feel on the other end, man. You're dope. You're yeah. dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to Crazy Horse. Uh, I, I feel like Horse is dope too. I wish we could have did more for him. But the individual, not to get started, but the individual has to want to be the artist as much as you want them to be the artist. I see it in him now. He's starting to see it now. He's starting to be more aggressive with it now. Yeah, so we had that run. It was like Louis passing it on to, you know, what we offer Louis, he offered everybody around him. That was basically, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He shared with them. So, um, yeah, so that time frame was dope. He was mapping out, and then it was like I didn't plan on doing a project. And then one day, uh, I was at Louis. I was, and he was like, "Um, yo, record something." And I was like, "Now nah, I'm good." He like, "Yo, come on, like record something. Like I'm gonna record you." So I had um I had the beat from the producer, and I sat there and wrote to it, and then it's recorded it right there. And he did the hook. It wasn't planned out. And then it was like, that was it. I was like, that's it. They don't even need a second person. I'm good. Know what I mean? So, because of Lou. And then it was like, Lou even made the SoundCloud. He put it up for me. Because mm-hmm. you know I, mean? I was good. I was I was kind of falling back then. I was like, I'm good. With, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I love music, but I was good at the time. So, um, I was working, driving trucks. And I was in Philly. It's crazy because one time this ever happened, it never happened again. And that's the worst feeling when you break down driving a truck. I broke down with the truck I was driving. I was in Philly. Because, yeah, when I pulled away from music, I started driving trucks. So I'm like, uh, I'm in Philly. 
in a gas station pulled over like a truck stop and I'm looking online and I had a, twi- a tweet from um, a DM, what they call those? A twi- they call those DM too? Yeah, yeah, DM, DM, if it's like a private message. From, yeah, from Sean Price. And he had re- retweeted the song and he DM me, was like, yo, this shit fire. You dope. I want in on it. I'm like, I'm looking at this shit smiling, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nigga, we just posted it. We just posted it. Just did it because Lou asked me to. And he, I'm like, I, I messaged him back. I'm like, yo, that's, that's what's up. We're looking. I mean, boom, boom. I'm like, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, I got you. He's like, nah, I'm talking about now. He's like, I'm about to go to, he's, no, he said, that's what he did. He said, here's my house number. He sent his house number. So I called him. And um, he was like, yo, Twitter, cuz, come jump back real quick. In the past, it was like when we dropped the project in 2010, the album that we dropped on Independent, one of the spots we was at SOBs one night, and um, I think I was either opening up or something. It was a duck-down situation. But before anything pops off, Bernadette, his wife, came to me and was talking to me standing next to me. So it was like, I'm like, what? Like, I'm looking at her like, what? She's like, oh my God. Twitch was my husband. I didn't know who she was at the time. That's how I met her. Oh, I'm shit. like, what was her husband? You know what I mean? Like, at the time, we both had the full biz up and shit. So it was it was Sean P. So we bugging. Like, now I'm backstage and Drew High's looking at um these cards we had, which is, I'm playing the lottery. We just talked about this this week. Digital download cards, right? So, because somebody gave my homegirl a CD in Brooklyn trying to sell a CD, and she was like, they still make these? All I'm thinking back in 2010, I had a digital download card. So, Drew Haas said to me, while I saw Bernadette talking to Sean Price, pointing to me at the same exact time, Drew Haas said, yo, I'm letting y'all know I'm going to copy this. This is a dope idea. Digital download card. It was cards you had to put the music on, you plug it in your computer. Out of music. So while he's saying that, Sean came over to me and he was like, No, we should can't be bugging out. Like, yo, my wife just told me that she thought you was this and that. First time we met, after that, never talked again. So now he fast forward when he uh hitting me up on Twitter. So when he sent that the house number, I called him. We talking, he like, yo, I'm serious, boom, 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 boom. So he like, you know what I mean? Twin, like, send that. So I'm like, why you keep calling me twin? He like, nigga, I remember you. So I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you know, like, Y'all not even thinking about that story. That's why I asked. I'm not thinking about we met before then. I'm just like, why you keep calling me twins? So um, for real. So he like, y'all about to go to the studio right now. So I'm like, I ice no more. So I hit Lou. I'm like, yo, can you send that session? Like, can you send a session to this email and send it to John Price? He's going to jump on it. Lou send it. The word boy, like two hours later, Sean Price was hitting me. I think he went to PF Cutting House, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think he, uh, I think Spinning them just had PF Cutting on too for interview, but um, I think he went to PF Cutting House to record. Most definitely, thing. probably. Yeah, he sent it back because at that time frame, I know he's doing a lot with PF Cut, you know, so he sent it back and shit. And um, Lou hit me, he's like, bro. This shit crazy right now. I'm like, where are Like, hey. I'm like, bounce that for me. Let me add. So he sent it to you. I'm still because I'm still like, I'm still broken down with the truck. I'm waiting for them to come tow me in Philly. So the tow truck just drive me back to Jersey on the highway. I'm listening to this shit on my headphones, like, oh shit. And then he called me, like, yo, 
heard it? I said, yeah. They like it? I'm like, hell yeah, I like this shit. Yeah, what you about to do with it? It's like, nigga, we about to shoot a video. Know what I mean? Like, so now I'm hitting, I'm hitting niggas up like, yo, we got now we got to get back in the studio. Like, because I dropped this, like, we got to follow. And then the plan was, like, he was dropping um songs. What was it? Songs in the, um, in the key of price. Wasn't it Mike Tyson at the time? No, 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 no. Later, no. Because what it was that he was dropping that project. This, because I had aggression out first. He was getting up to drop that project in the following time coming up. So mm. what the plan was, because I actually had flyers too. He was coming on my show the week the project was dropped for me to interview him too. And I was going to be doing shows with him doing that song. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I got to get a project. So from the time when I did that song, all the way up to the time frame, I was re- recording heavy material. It was, a, it, was a, it was some time from in between. I was recording mad material because I'm like, yo, I can't drop just anything behind this song. So I was going back to the what I said, the hardcore Brooklyn shit I knew. And, and the album was going to be called Aggression. So on a strength of him doing, getting on it, is what made me want to get back to recording at that time. And then he passed. And I never dropped the project. I ain't care about music no more again and anything. I was like, not care. About, I ain't care about music. I ain't care about putting on music, being an artist. I still love hip hop, but him passing was just like, I felt like then that was my second win. When he was, when he was taking notice and like, yo, and giving that acknowledgement. You know what I mean? It was like, wow, I didn't even ask for it. I ain't look for it. It just came naturally. When it comes naturally, it means more than when you look for it. I used to always tell people. Like, yo, it means more for a person that say they love you on their own without you asking them to say, do you love me? Like, do you love me? person could be saying this because you want to hear it. You know what I mean? So that's how I felt with the, the, the music. It was like, for me not to reach out for a feature and for him to reach out to me, yeah, that, that right there was like, ah, oh, man, that's what it is. You know what I mean? So I know y'all, y'all started developing a working relationship. Uh, was it, and y'all have had conversations, was there anything that Price ever said to you that, that still remains in, remains with you? He said, he said, be aggressive. That's mm-hmm. what he said. He was like, yo, be who you are, be aggressive. You know? right. And that's, that's why I be saying like, yo, my, that whole project was about to be just crazy. It was, it was about to be that. It was never no personal conversation. I mean, I wasn't around all of his people. I mean, I ain't never been around Rusty Jokes. Like, it wasn't one of those things. It was just, in that song, it was natural. We was communicating. We would be building on the phone, building in messages. You know what I mean? And he told me to basically be who I was. Like, just on the strength of that song. So that, that, was, the, that was the best advice I could give from him. You know what I mean? Like, yo, that's why I said looking back, it was like, yo, I wish I would have came out. Because I was thinking that way before I met before I did aggression. I was already feeling that way. Like when I dropped that, my first debut project, it should have been who I really was all the hard. I was going on the strength of what was out at the time, the different sounds, you know, experimenting, the distribution company, you know, liking certain things. You feel me? What was what they considered marketable when it was like, yo, we independent. It must have been us just saying what we wanted to do. And I didn't do it. So him, him saying that, on top of me doing the song, 
was like that was that was the best advice. He re he reinstalled what was in me. Be who you are already. Mm-hmm. Be aggressive. I mean, like, and I'm you know God bless the dead. I wish yo. He I was doing my name. show. Sorry. Yeah, he was doing my show first for that project dropping. You know what I mean? It was like yo, that was so dope. It's like y'all about to have strong Price. Like every anybody I brought up there was like. If it was like artists that like have some type of statue in the way of what we looked at, like you just said, you mentioned like it's certain people we look at in our culture. Mm-hmm. And that was like, yo, I, I I hurt that I couldn't get that interview. You know, to have the fly, right? We locked in like everything. Like I'm like, yo, this is about to be it right here. You know, so, yeah, that, that was the advice he gave, man. Shit. So now. Seven day therapy, man. How did the title come about? Look, this wasn't even planned, but yeah. I did, did the people watching listen? I just learned how to do this. I just muted this Zoom. I just learned how to do this right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, seven day therapy. Yeah. So, you just think you can have therapy for seven days and that shit's enough. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so now, I, got a, I got a new song that we. That I worked on, and I say, uh, seven day therapy took a whole year to write. Yeah, I know, seven days, seven tracks. Yeah, it took a whole year to write, like something like that, like, like making fun of it, like, yeah, I know, seven, seven tracks. So maybe, maybe those days when you was writing those songs, that was your therapy. Yeah, the day of the year. What it is that, um, Seven is my number. You know what I mean? June 7, my birthday. Seven is a powerful number anyway, amongst the numbers. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know what I mean? So um, it was supposed to drop. It actually was done before December. It was supposed to drop on my birthday. It was supposed to drop June 7. It dropped December 14th on my mother's birthday. It still had to have some meaning, so I had to pick something like that. But uh, project was sitting and waiting. And being mixed down over and over again because like like shot his wish shot the latch actually said something to me that was that i started using okay. he was like you make it sound like you on a label that i was being restricted from dropping project and kept having to go back and edit stuff and take stuff out it's things i couldn't say so because of my situation but yes uh yeah seven day therapy damn sure doesn't take seven days of therapy but uh i want to Incorporate the power of seven and what seven meant to me with that title therapy. So it's like, is this the seven tracks is therapy? So I just said to say seven tracks of therapy, I put seven day therapy. Right. Um, the cat oh the catalyst of that project was a song called Be Safe, which was you venting about a serious real life situation that has kind of your freedom up in the air. Yeah, be safe. Yeah. So please first. Was that on my wait? That might have been the one that came out. Be safe was first. Was yeah, yeah. it dropped on my birthday. Be safe was yeah, first. Like, yeah, that's what I was like saying. Like you know, you know, when Lachi was telling me, "Yo, you need to listen to that song a little bit more, better, different." And I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" <laughs> like shit, sound the fire. And I was like, "Nah, like this is some real shit." I'm like, "Oh, really?" I mean, let me listen to it again. And I was like. Oh, oh shit! It's it's some heavy shit. 
I mean, that's what makes it dope too, because you know what I mean? People like from that song and then to the six songs with it afterwards, it's been that same thing you just said where people listened to it and was like, this shit dope and really didn't hear like Lachie told you. And then went back after seeing a post or somebody telling them and like, oh shit, like this ain't just made up. You feel me? Like, this is really life. This is yeah. really life. And it's like, damn, seven, eight, eight, damn. Like, the, like, uh, the artwork, too. You know what I mean, everything you miss, like, in the day and age we live in now in our culture, it's about the art even more. So I looked at it like, which I'm glad that I couldn't release it when I wanted to because I didn't have that artwork. I had something that related to the people. I had something that was a lash out as a cover to the people who put me in a situation. Right. And then when I got time to be mature and think about it, that cover would have hurt a lot of people besides the two people that put me in a situation. And mm. that's what I didn't want to do. So even as far as right now with the video, video was shot. And I haven't released it because of, I didn't want to hurt certain people that's related to it. And it's messed up because it's, simple video that's just dope but um back to the project it's like yeah a lot of people did that what you did and he was like they went back and it's like oh be listening so the artwork was um it symbolizes the confusion in my life you know what i mean my thoughts being all over the place um you know not not having to understand not seeing things clearly and then but when i put all that together all that confusion and, and everything I went through was like, made me see things. And that stuff made me see things clearer than it was before it. You know what I mean? So that's what the artwork came from. It was like, like, yo, my little cousin, um, she, she paints. So mm -hmm. she started doing stuff like that. That, that, that cover of my picture is actually, is more to that picture. Yeah. So, yeah. So that part of the picture, it just, it covered everything. We talked about it. I was like, y'all want to use this? And she was like, I'll be on it for you too. You know what I mean? Uh, we plan on releasing more covers using that art because as we, me and you talked about earlier, going to the vinyl and tapes now, you know what I mean? Like, if we go down this road and it happens to pop that way, I feel like people will appreciate purchasing the vinyl and uh, mm -hmm. that type of art, you know, so... But yeah, the seven-day therapy, it was just that. It was therapy for me. It was able for me to vent. Um, it's a lot of more stuff I wanted to say that I did say and I couldn't use. But I feel like what I did say, what I did use was good enough. And uh, I was happy with it. I was actually proud of it. I feel like this is the best thing I ever did in my life. So I was about to ask you this. It was like, do you feel at peace after recording and releasing this project? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Not at peace. Um, I can't say at peace. Can't say at peace. Um, content. Mm. I was content. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still dealing with that situation. So I'm not at peace yet. I won't be at peace until my mom's at peace. Until I'm, until I'm comfortable. Again, I'm not comfortable because my mom's not at peace fully. And in order for that to happen, my family needs to be first. 
because my family isn't at peace mentally, because of my situation makes me not at peace. I always think of them first. I put family before me. So I like to see them happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they're not happy, I'm not happy yet. But I was content with being able to uh, get it off my chest, uh, going to therapy myself and learning. My therapy sessions became therapy. I said it on my show. My, my, my therapy session became a therapy session of two people having a conversation instead of one person talking to the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was, for me, the type of person I am, where I come from, that actually was the type of therapy I needed because when I was doing when I was doing therapy with other people, other individuals, I wasn't good with therapy. I, didn't, I still wasn't feeling it. Like, uh, that being for me, I had to come across certain individuals that knew how to approach me or deal with me for me to open up. And then once I open up, they knew what to do to keep me going with them. And I didn't know that's what it was until I, like afterwards, like, oh, this is not even me coming a bit to a person or talking about a person. No, this is two people having conversation. I wanted the project because it really wasn't my idea. It was a therapist's idea to say, I think you need to go back to writing and get this stuff off your chest. You know what I mean? You're holding in a lot. Carrying a lot of weight, so I did that, and with doing so, that's what came with be safe. Be safe was very the first one, and sure. it was like once I did it, and I kept playing it back, playing it back in the studio, playing it back, and then the engineer was like, "I was like, yo, you know, we good. I don't want to say, yo, I'm gonna sit here right with you and keep playing it back. You all right? You know what I mean? And we just kept playing it back, playing it back, we taking shots. I'm like, yo, this shit feels so good. She was right." You know what I mean? Like, it was a weight lifting. Mm-hmm. Like, now nah, we gotta keep this going. Yeah. It's more to say. You know I mean? so, so, one of the conversations we had, you said that you've forgiven the person that put you in this situation. Now, I wanna know how do you find that in your heart? How do you find forgiveness in that sort of a situation that you're in? All right, so the thing is, like, to find forgiveness in the heart for the person who's, who was a friend that put me in a situation, but then not be able to forgive the family member, who, mm. it, it says a lot. So, yeah, it was it is confusing to people, like, but um, I got to learn, you got to learn to let go of things. So it's like, yeah, I, I would never forget. I'm, I'll never go back to dealing with the individual ever again in life. Never want to be around them. Probably can't never, it'd be good for me to never see them. But I'm not walking around holding that feeling at me no more vengeance or anger or nothing because I had to let it go because it wasn't healthy for me. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that, that took a lot. That was a lot of problems with me not being able to get past that. Like, I couldn't trust people no more. So yeah. in order to learn how to trust again, I had to let that anger go and get past that. So it's like, I forgive them because not after learning, I know the situation they was put in. Am I giving them a pass? Hell no. I mean, but without getting too into detail, they ain't sign up for it like I did. You know what I mean? So... How do I stay mad at somebody that didn't sign up they got in trouble for when I got in trouble for the shit and I ain't know what we was neither one of us was involved in. That's why I was able to forgive. For that note, for anything else afterwards, no. 
I don't give him a pass. I just am being mature, being conscious of, yo, that person ain't know what they was getting into, just like I didn't know I was getting into. You feel what I'm saying? That's, right. That contradiction, it'd be a huge contradiction for me to be going around and still be like, ah, like, you know what I mean? Like, nah, I can't do that. I, I addressed it how I want to address it in seven-day therapy on a project. And once mm-hmm. I did me letting it go like it's out there yep. you know what I mean? it's, it's it's bigger than that so and it's hard because street niggas don't understand that they don't respect it you know i got close friends who just you know they like man fuck that nah you know you know the world we live in now yeah. what's this like yeah like nah, oh fuck out of here like me i'm like nobody dealt with it but me like i have people small circle people that roll with me through this but nobody actually was in my shoes so it's like me Mentally, nobody's weighing it weight mentally with me. I had to learn how to let that shit go. I can't let that shit stay on me for the rest of my life. Cause if I did, I'm a very big difficult person. Like I would have been like, it's not good. I don't want to be that way no more. Like, nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I try to look at I try to look at things positive. And if I hold on to that, that's that's being all the way negative. It's all the way negative. Like, yo, calm is calm is real. I feel yeah. like whatever happened to me is because I wasn't done living out my karma. Like, I feel like through the years, years removed from the streets, I had paid all my karma back. I accept karma. Whatever happened to me, I was like, damn, I must not have been done paying back my karma. But saying karma, karma's real. So letting it go is like, that karma going to handle it. You know what hmm. I mean? Yeah. Karma, that karma's definitely going to handle the individual. They're not happy in life. So, man... What's next, man? You, you you say you're motivated to drop more music. Yeah. Um, just working on three projects at one time, which we was, which I found I was speeding through it and I had to slow up. And mm. I could have, I could have dropped stuff in the beginning of the year. And then I felt like I was speeding because it was like so much stuff being thrown at me. Like, I'm really sitting here working on three projects at the same time. Like, really out of nowhere where it went from it took me a year just to uh put that together to like I'm within it dropping in December I'm working at three on three projects at the same time but it was like um yeah I started letting me slow up a little bit so I could do them right you know what I mean like I want to make sure I'm happy with everything so there's gonna be three projects coming it's um as I said the flapping actually correction from four projects in the works so but yeah, it's the Flappish Brooklyn. And then that's just me. And I got one with Spin, DJ Superman Spin that he's producing as a, as a group. And it's called Chefs in the Kitchen. So, and that one's going to have like, you know, core sound, hip hop, like underground to it. Um, he did the um, fucking beat and pain over, but the fucking beat is like on a, a seven day therapy. That's basically what that project going to be, that sound. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, and then I got the one of Flappers Brooklyn would do crazy. And uh Anonymous at one point when I was um trying out different names as an artist, it was once I was called Anonymous. It was like Anonymous was a name. I had actually I did a project in New York called Anonymous too. Uh I brought that character back. So as far as um the weed company Fire Trees that I'm affiliated with. I'm doing a project for Fire Trees, and 
that one's gonna be under the anonymous title uh, person. So, you know, something different. And uh, K-Mass, a producer named K-Mass from Michigan, uh, he did um, Man of Integrity, which is a track that you uh, you spoke yeah. about to me personally. Yeah. I'm doing a whole project with him too. So all those projects are gonna be seven tracks. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna keep that movement going with the seven. You know, uh, I like that for now, just for now. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably do something with more, but for now, um, and then we after that, those are right now. Then after that, we got other ideas that we you know just been throwing out there with the you know with the team, you know, uh, a scheme grizzly project mm-hmm. that's already got like two tracks recorded. Um, one with me and my sons that's been thrown around because we recorded some tracks, so that's in the background. It's like it just started happening real quick. That's why I said I had to slow down, like because it was like it it was. We got all this music that quick that started happening. But I actually got let Lachi hear like some of the ones with my sons too. And uh he was like, yo, he was like, wow, like they I'm like, yeah, they grown up. It's no more of that immature stuff. Like they they both really are who they are, who they are as individual and life shows out in their music. You know what I mean? So good. Uh it's just ideas, but those three, that's definitely what's coming next. Um and then I'll probably look at them doing more promoting because of it because this wasn't planned that project was just dropped just for the world to hear my pain you know what i mean seven day therapy that's what it really was that's what it was was, it was that it was only for that you know what i mean and now like it gave me like wow this music still is real out here like i'm so much back in tune with my culture that i'm so happy to see where the culture's at now as you are, you know what I mean? Because you are too. Like, we both are in tune with all kind of music, but our core, our culture is yeah. beautiful that right now. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. As you know, because even with the artists that you have, they have progressed so much, man. Like, for me to see where they came from, the same like me looking at Lou, like, looking at them. To see where they at now, like, yo, Niz is, oh my God. I, I, it's a blessing for artists. I think to be able to grow into who they always knew they were and for the world to accept it even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas in the past, it's like it was a struggle, but to see them stick to it and you see them now, be like, yo. So what's crazy about the Miz thing, man, was like, I thought he was going to quit. <laughs> like, there was a point, you know, in, in yeah. you know, when I just was just doing podcasting because he wasn't doing music no more. Yeah. And I was like, shit, well, I got something I need to do. So I need to do this until somebody starts releasing some damn music. So yeah, you yeah, think? Yeah. So like, you know, cause like, you know, a lot of she was dealing with his, his issue with the kidney disease and stuff like that. And, yeah. and I was like, I, well, I gotta, I gotta do something. <laughs> so, so let, let's just try to, but you do it though, like yeah. you kept you kept that culture alive too, like part oh, of that yeah. line too. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, that shit, so, that shit, that shit is kind of like I'm I'm gonna be if behind the scenes as a person at this point. I, I am like I'll talk to people who I think are dope in person and like not in person as much as I used to, but yeah. I, like I reach out and tell them 
what they're doing is fire or dope and keep doing it. But, you know, I mean, I'm at a point where people are saying, like, oh, we need to like everybody from Jersey. I'm like, no, I really don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Not everybody from Jersey's dope. <laughs> I think I've come, I think, I think I've come more acceptable to the other style of music that I really never liked. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back down because of the culture, because of our culture being able to progress and shine so much now, now I'm, I think I'm being more acceptable to the other sounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, but now that I have, it's still at an artist that I'm like, nah, nah. Yeah. Like, I like this, but these other three that's trying to sound like it, nah, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I got like I said, like if you ever like see whoever I like champion shit like that, you see it, you see it in my stories, like all the time. Yeah, I yeah. always do. Yeah, I always do. Yeah. It's been a few artists that I've turned people on to with the bars still matter. Mm-hmm. They like yo, like I've had DJs hit me up in different states, like yo, your playlist be making me be in tune. I like this style of music. I like. I've, I felt that same way. I'm saying that because I felt that same way looking at your story. Like, mm-hmm. it might be one or two artists I have coming for us that I've seen and I go check it out because I saw it in your story. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it does the same thing. It does the same exact thing. Loki, I want to sign them, nigga. No, but nah, I'd rather have a working relationship with majority of artists now. Right now, how do you feel about Jim? The Golden Era. As the label, as the label right now, we're looking at everything creative and we're trying to be a part of that space. You know, like next month, we have a massive month to work. Like, we have a lot of work to do. So, we got to do the. When it gets announced, we'll we'll talk about that because I want to make sure everything is is, um, settled for that, you know. Because we've been in talks with doing, we've been in talks with doing Dream But Don't Sleep, the no snoozing sections for a while. And we got a date. Ooh, that's a dope concept. Yeah, so we about to do the, uh, we got a date for Niz to do a three-piece set. And it's going to be a really dope set. It's going to be in Grayscale Studios. So we're trying to get to doing everything that's creative. But also, we look at everything as a way of taking the aesthetic of what those people have and marketing it. I don't know how to really, really, really word it. I just feel like this. For them, I love the aesthetic of what they do. But I see that the views aren't the best. I feel that we should be a service to them to do their thing and put an ad out. So that we're getting promoted, y'all are getting promoted. So yeah. there's a way, like I said, like I want to help as much as possible to all the creators. As a label, we have a very stacked year. As a podcast network, we're still working, like on terms of just, you know, trying to figure out other people trying to figure out how they want to like approach podcasting. You know, like we got this, we got Gem Radio, and then we got all things aside. And now we got two other podcasts that's still being in development. 
no, actually three being in development, you know, I really don't care for the views. I don't really care for how many, how many listens you get. As long as you're doing something and we have something to work with, as long as you have content, it's easy for me to just easy for anyone to finally get seen. Because if you keep posting, someone's going to see it. If you don't post, no one's going to see you. So, you know. Consistency and being productive. Yeah. Like, this is like last year, crazy, crazily enough with the with the pandemic going on. It was more, it was our most productive year. Like, but this year, with the products that we are thinking about releasing this year, and the amount of videos that we've been thinking of coming out with, it's gonna be as much productive as as, as ever. The pandemic was a blessing and a curse for a lot of people and individuals and with music it was the same blessing and curse it was a blessing for artists because a lot of people were at home and more in tune and mm-hmm. took note all artists got extra attention I just took the lavish last night you know it was an artist it was some promotional page that clicked like on like five of my videos so when I clicked on a shit the first artist I saw I'm like oh wow he was dope I clicked on his name with his page I sent it to live but he had like 4,000 followers. But Lab was like, um, yo, he dope. He fired. I went to his page. Like, and get the game even liked it. So I laughed. And I'm like, are you saying like that? Like, game human. Like, celebrities are human. They going to like stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, he like, nah, it's just dope because he only got 4,000 followers. I'm like, yo, Lab, pandemic, you would have noticed we paid attention. A lot of celebrities were at home tuning into everything because they're at home. They have more time on their hands. So I, I said, I come across a lot of independent artist pages, 1,000, 5,000 followers, whatever. I see Fat Joe clicked it, Red Man clicked the like, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm like, and then with the day and age we're living in, with how this is with algorithms or if you're paying for promotion, this shit pop up. Most of the people I should I see is by sponsor or they pay for it and it's popping up on my thing. I'm not even following. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it, it helped. The pandemic we went through actually helped for artists to focus more on drawing attention to who they are. I know it hurt for us to go out in the world and be artists, but it helped for that aspect because people were able to tune in. You know what I mean? I'd be bugging off of seeing streams coming from overseas in so many different countries. Like, when I'm looking at that, I'm like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to think about that, like, the streaming, it hurts, but it helps. You know yeah. what I mean? It's from the curves. It hurts, but it helps. And that's why for our deeper into our culture to see artists that are eating off of the vinyl and the tapes. I didn't even say eating. Like they, they surviving off of that because people are still hardcore fans and they saying, yo, I want to support the artists. You know what I mean? For the time they putting in to make this this this, this art, this project, that's dope. So yeah. I'm glad that Niz didn't quit. You know what I mean? I mean, even if he went he still would have came back to it. I quit. What the fuck? <laughs> being an artist you just quit probably putting out the music but you never quit being an if you love this people that quit that wasn't really artists that just did it just do it yeah different but if you love this you never quit being an artist especially if you live in the grew up in the culture we are the culture I mean your life is the culture so you never really quit being an artist you just not participating in it no more as far as putting out music but he still would have been an artist but I'm glad Lachie and Niz I can't really comment on the other artists that 
you are affiliated with, I don't know how they feel, but seeing them too come from where they came from and being how they are now, I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, like on all aspects of it. Like, I, I feel like they both could be bigger. Oh, like I, you know I, I, mean? I always feel that they can. They just got one of themselves. And that's one of the things I always have to preach to Nizla. It was like, you should never ever question me as to why I think your shit is dope. Yeah. You should never yeah. question me. You should yeah. know you're dope. You, you should know you're better than a lot of these motherfuckers. Like, I had to really like be played the bad guy after a while. After a while, I'm like, yo, you should know. You should just know that you, you're better. You're better than a lot of people. And that's what was dope about Lou, because he was he knew he was. He just was humble about it. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. sitting amongst a group of people who swear they was a shit and better than him, and be humble. Where you see those same people come back around and ask for a hook or some shit. And, it, and deep down inside, amongst our conversations, I'm gonna say, deep mm-hmm. down inside, they really don't want a hook. They want him to write anything. <laughs> we know what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Joe, man, happy to have you on the show, man. So this is the part of the show we get to plug in your so. I know you don't really plug in your social media for shit, so therefore we we know that's not gonna be it. Uh, tell everybody about your project, and before we head out, y'all give us some true talk, man. Yeah, everybody check out the project. It's everywhere, all streaming platforms in the future. Uh, actually, this week I think we put it up on Bandcamp. Word. Um, you know, so get that started. But uh, yeah, and uh, I'm actually talked to three different companies as far as manufacturing. You know, uh, the vinyl and the tape. So I want to do that sometime in the near future. Not right now, but I'm gonna finish out these projects that we're doing right now, and then um, release them. You know, plan them out right. Um, and then go to the vinyl aspect of it. Uh, visual, you know, it's weird because I only did that one video and I ain't want to do no more. And I ain't I ain't really cared about video. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I ain't cared about video, but I know I got to do something. So I ain't really cared about it. I'm actually enjoying just this right now. Where is that right now? You know what I mean? Like, get going. That is that. And where's how I'm in the process of it. So I'm not even rushing, like, one to visual, visuals. You know what I mean, like, it should feel good, like, just enjoying the music. Mm-hmm. That shit feels good. You know, I, it'd be times where I go through a whole week. I put a little studio in the house, too. Right. But it'd be times I go through the whole week. Won't touch it. If it's been, like, one of those weeks, I can go inside that room and plug and turn everything on. And that'd be it right there. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, that's my therapy session. I could, and next thing I know, I might have went in there at nine o'clock, and I'm leaving out, and it's five in the morning, out of that one room. You feel me? So that right there is is, is the words I'm gonna say. Like that's the therapy. I think anybody should, um, if you're going through something, find some way, something to be a therapy. If you don't want to go talk to somebody, find something to be a therapy. You know what I mean? Find something. We we going through times right now. It's very trying. You know what I mean? In this world. And uh, I'm glad to see the awareness being made more for people with mental illness. Like, I don't have mental illness, but I went through things that was traumatizing enough for me to need to talk to people. You feel me? Whereas I, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know 
how to go talk to people because I was always the person that people came to talk to. Like my therapist once said to me, she was like, um, I could tell you used to be in that strong wall for everybody and you don't know how to let other people be that for you. And then when she said that, it brought me back to what my mom said. She was like, um, sometimes you can give away so many bricks from your wall to help other people until you got no wall to protect yourself. She's like, that's, and that's what happened to me. So that's why I'm like, yo, even if you don't go talk, if you're dealing with something and you, you feel like you the person can't go talk to somebody, find something to be a therapy then. I ain't saying go do drugs, you know what I mean? Like, you take it the wrong way. Like, no, find something that's mentally good for you to be your therapy. Healthy, you know what I mean? I ain't trying to be out here being an advocate for it. I ain't, I ain't that person, but I, I'm going I'm to I'm be, I'm going to be like, um, I'm just a message for the person being an advocate. I'd rather be that. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather be that. You know what I mean? I was told that, uh, from one of the episodes of the True Talk session that uh, it made them go tune into the music when I was talking about that. And I was like, man, that's what's up. That's dope. You know what I mean? I took it light. And then they hit me back a week later was like, nah, you, they saw my message and they was like, nah, you really did help me. Like, I, that, like I was dealing with some stuff. It helped to hear that somebody else was dealing with it like I was. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. That's what's up. So I, I'm good being the messenger. I ain't trying to be on top of the soapbox, but I'm playing my part right now. And that's what made me want to do the show. I know you're trying to end it, but I forgot. That's what made me want to do two talk session right now the podcast. Right. Yo, I, mean, I, still needed, I still needed to do that. So that was all. Yeah, 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 man. But yo, man, it was good having you on. It was good finally chopping it up and giving people a history damn lesson about what you've been doing. You like... You almost was like the master P of the motherfucking jersey at one point. You had like a, you had a fucking mascot. You had a bear mascot in your videos and shit. You nigga, you know I wasn't doing that shit except for Red Man. But you know, like yeah, other than that, like no one wasn't doing that shit. You was you Yo, showing up, the hell you showing up with the mascot in other states too. <laughs> Yo, people hearing people in the crowd like. Yo, he got an actual beard on the stage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That shit was dope. Yo, that motherfucking that fucking bear was fucking live, man. That shit was dope. And you know, every time it was somebody different in the bed. Yo, you should see like the comments on the You Mad video, what they talk about the bear. Word. You should see the yo, comments, yo. I ain't looked at that video in years. I ain't looked at that video in years. Yo, the comments, nigga, it had me dying laughing because it was fucking funny. I remember, like, I remember people was like, you ain't go to Amsterdam and shoot that. I'm like, I'm not even in the video and the scene in Amsterdam. You know what I mean? But the scenes were shot in Amsterdam. They really was shit. Like those oh, scenes. Yeah, they really was. It really oh, was. Shit. The video, the director, he 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 from Jersey City and lived in Amsterdam. He went back and forth. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of people thought it was like, oh, you put like people do nowadays with Instagram. And Facebook put their location in a whole other state, knowing they still sitting in Jersey or New York or wherever they are at home. People thought we did that with the video, and I was like, no, them scenes were actually shot with people in Amsterdam saying, you mad, you mad. So it was like, ah, like, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Everybody man. look at that shit. Everybody look at that shit. You just fucked my head up. I forgot yeah. about you. We, we, yeah, man. Yo, this is episode 63 of Gem Radio. It's had Rock Riz on the show. We'll see you next time. Yeah, shout out to everybody. You're...